Okay, hold on. Let me open up my Google Keep notes on Patrick's failed New Year's resolutions, and we will be good to go. (laughs) Welcome to The Crunch. It is your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. You know what I'm drinking right now? A cool, refreshing Sprite. No, um, trying to cut back on soda, gotcha, but I so. am drinking a Sprite imitator. Is it a LaCroix? You ever had it? No, it's close. It's a bubbly. You ever had a bubbly? I've never had a bubbly. It's a sparkling water, lemon bubbly, lemon flavor with other natural flavors. And I'm looking here a lot of on the nutrition facts, zero calories, zero fat, zero sodium, zero carbohydrates, total sugars, zero protein, zero. I mean, this is everything that you could want in a, in a drink. It's literally just natural flavors. Oh, well, even natural flavors have calories. It's carbonated water. It's carbonated water. It tricks you into uh, thinking that you're drinking soda, but you're not. Gotcha. So you're like, you're like on the nicotine patch for soda. I am on the nicotine patch for soda. I'm trying to just, I'm trying to just cut it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. As a whole. Cut, the, cut the cord. Yeah. It's crazy. I went, I, my, my freshman year of college, I all of a sudden had magical access to as much soda as I ever wanted in the cafeteria. And Uh I just, I never Uh got addicted to soda. I barely, that's how it was for me. Yeah. I was the same way. I was like, there's all this soda. I should only drink it never. And I would always get water, um, with my meals when I was in college. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I get out of college and I buy all this soda for these underage people coming over to my house. And there's just a large stockpile of soda in my kitchen and i'm so like, just crack hmm, open I'm... a cold one every once in a while and what happens is, is you get so tired and you say i could use literally anything to perk me up right now and then you imagine what it would be like to drink a coca-cola and then that's how they get you is they know that it works and they know that you your body will start <laughs> to crave it so i had to get rid of all the soda at my house by drinking it <laughs> <laughs> no that's not how you do it I know that was wrong. I should have poured it out into my and just had one really overgrown patch of weeds that were feeding <laughs> off of the caffeine. They're like, wait, I think that one has muscles. How did it get? <laughs> <laughs> that one's smoking a cigarette. What the heck is going on? These weeds are so hardcore. What's going on? <laughs> is that one wearing a leather jacket? <laughs> we are writing a Coca-Cola commercial right now. Oh, my gosh. Or maybe it's an anti-Coca-Cola commercial. This sounds like a Doritos commercial, actually. It really does. You put Doritos in your garden and all your plants turn into... <laughs> and now if they do this commercial, BA. we can like we can email them this clip of us talking about it on the podcast mm-hmm. and then take mm-hmm. all of their money. See, this is so funny because last year our New Year's episode was sponsored by Toyota and Nickelodeon. And so this year we're starting off being sponsored by Doritos, which I think is in, in Coca-Cola, which is... a, a progression maybe Ah, well if Toyota's moving forward then this is all then anything from there is moving backwards you make a good point thank you so you listened to the entire 2018 episode at the beginning of the year i uh yeah earlier this afternoon i was pretty bored and i was thinking like man we're gonna have to talk about the new year because we're not recording again until the new year after seek yeah, because we're doing our live show at 2019 on January the 6th, 
which is uh, going to be a very special episode where we're going to talk about things something something we're gonna we need, talk about. We need to have a meeting after this we're gonna i can't have a meeting after this but i i can i can talk to you later about it <laughs> i'll text you from my laptop wink wink oh yeah oh yeah ethan ethan uh, is high rolling now we're, we're up i know well listen it's <laughs> ethan, gonna you ethan make it sound like bar I'm... mitzvah money on <laughs> Ethan spent his bar mitzvah money on a MacBook. (laughs) Oh, wow. That was really funny. Um, Yeah, so I got, there was a deal at the Micro Center, um, which let me tell you about going into Micro Center because it is a holdover from a bygone era of like you walk in and there's a man that comes up to you in a suit and says, what can I help you find today? And then you point at the little sticker that says, you know, MacBook Air, mm-hmm. you know, $300 off, which is why I went in because it was $300 off and it's a freaking good deal. <laughs> um, and I needed a new laptop because my old laptop is made of sticks and runs on leaf juice. And <laughs> so I point at the little sticker. I say, I want that one. And then he disappears for like five minutes and you're left to wander about the laptop section. And then he comes back and says, here it is. And then he walks you up to the front hands it to the to the to the people in the back and just say just say you were the one with the macbook when you check out and so like i have to go through this line and then they go and get my macbook that the man dropped off and then i check out and they like tried to ask for my employer and my phone number and my email address and i told them no to all of them okay good no (laughs) and i just see the the employee just sadly typing in decline on every on every line every single one Um, of them (laughs) yeah that's pretty funny it's so funny they ask you they even ask you for your phone number and email address when you go to get a haircut yeah like what why does great clips need to know the email that i use to sign up for runescape like i just don't understand (laughs) they're like they're like hey can we have your phone number and i'm like why and they're like so we can call your name and i'm like my name is patrick i'm gonna be right there i'm gonna be right there when you are when you can give me a haircut and then you just say patrick and then i'll get up and then you'll give me a haircut it's a it's a magical it's crazy because i don't don't know how my phone number to sell somebody you know right like i don't know how many stores i've accidentally given my phone number to before i was conscious about this thing because i'm sure in my younger days when i first got a phone i was just excited to have a number yeah and so i just gave it out to stores so the one day there's i'm gonna get a call from like Coles, and they're gonna be like, "Hey, we miss you." And I'm gonna be like, "How? Who? How'd you How get do this you, number?" I, I don't. I never think about Coles. 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 We haven't gone out for two years. You need to let go. <laughs> this is weird, Coles. Are you going through something right now? Did you have a Coles? Do I need to call someone? <laughs> do I need to call KPS, Coles Protective Services? Nice. <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad you spelled out the the acronym for. <laughs> so, so you were talking to the you were talking to the sleazy salesman, and then did anything happen after that? No, it was it was a it was a pretty depressing story. But I I came back and I've got a new laptop, which is that's so which is really really nice. The first I think the first new equipment purchase that we've made in a long time because we long got our time. microphones about a year and a half ago. Yeah, we have not made many equipment purchases. Most of our most of our purchases have been conferences. <laughs> right, we are one half. We are one MacBook away from being a real podcast. Let's it's just put true. it that way. It's true. Well, I'm I'm not going to get a MacBook, so. Oh, well, don't, you don't need the portability as much as I do. Yeah, I don't know. Exa- I might I might get a MacBook. I'm not sure. I'm 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 leaning more towards like a, a desktop Mac because I, I I was talking to my I was talking to my communications professor and I was like, hey, so yeah. if I want to continue in like podcasting and like 
media stuff. Can I can I get by on a PC? And he's like, No, Patrick, buy a Mac. And I'm like, But but there's so much money. And he's like, I know, but <laughs> you can you can dual boot if you ne- ever need to use um, Windows. You can mm-hmm. load Windows can, onto a Mac, right. and you can dual you can right. use Boot Camp to dual boot. And I'm like, That that is really cool. I guess. All right. Fine. <laughs> I tried figuring out a way to do that on a PC, and you actually can't. You have to do some very illegal stuff to get, to, oh, yeah. to get your PC it's to called, boot. It's called doing a Hackintosh. Ah, is that what it's called? I don't know. If, that is what it's called. My dad is a computer engineer, so I know gotcha. I know about these things. Or a computer. He's not a computer engineer. He's going to flame me for that. It's really easy. My dad's a computer science major, but also knows a lot about engineering. It's just, it's a whole... So if it's I mail my laptop to your dad, can he turn it into a Macintosh and then mail it back I, to me? When it comes to computers, there is nothing that my father cannot do. Let me tell you this story. One time I was maybe eight and we go to the library in the summer and you rent the computer games, right? Mm-hmm. For a week, you know, it'd be Pajama Sam or, um, you know, Freddy Fish, those t- sort Perfect. of entries. Yeah, yeah. And then one day there was this game that was like Winnie the Pooh, but it was Tigger and it was in, it was Tigger and he would go through like a very high powered, high stakes adventure to save somebody or something. And it was very <laughs> like new and hot and I wanted to play it so bad. We get home, error message, error message. What's going on? My, I had this vivid image of my dad, like laying on his back, like under the, the giant desk that we had installing like a new graphics card so that my rental game that i got from the library would work <laughs> is that insane that's awesome like i know well first of all my dad loves me and will do that thing for me but also he just know he would he knows how to do that you know because he's a freaking whiz so is that shout is that out to your the computer, dad is that how your computer stuck together for so long your dad would just fix it the old stevie glue is what they call it no um <laughs> I mean, probably. My dad has a lot to do with all things computers in this day and age. Thanks for the bubbly, Dad. These are his <laughs> waters. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about 2018. What, did you have a 20, 2018 this year? I I did. I think this is this was certainly um, a much better year than the other years. I mean, I have, I've always, all of my years have gotten better. That's the, <laughs> when, when a year finally, you know, but what'd you say? <laughs> I said, when a year finally gets worse, I'll let you know. But up to this point, fine and dandy. I've been chilling. Yeah. Fine and dandy. What was your favorite part of 2018? Becoming a focus missionary. Becoming a focus missionary. Yeah. I would say, Does I would say count? adore, adore missions was definitely my favorite part of 2018. Hold on, I'm gonna plug in my laptop real quick. Don't don't go anywhere. Okay, I'm not gonna go anywhere. I'm just gonna fill this dead air with me talking. And all of this. Oh, that's all right. I'm back. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that, becoming that, a focus machine. That plugging the laptop in sound is gonna be on the podcast. <laughs> the okay, awesome. Ding-ding. Uh yeah, definitely becoming a focus missionary and like training in Florida was was life changing. Uh, meeting all of the guys in Tulsa, like everything that has to go along with that, would be my favorite part. But I guess it's like it's a lot of parts. Yeah, know? yeah, it's like one big thing that happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of twenty eighteen is getting a slim wallet for Christmas from Phoebe. 
<laughs> is Phoebe sitting right next to you during this recording? No, she's not. <laughs> she's right behind me, and she has <laughs> she has she a has, gun. She has piano she... <laughs> wire in her hands. No, seriously, my my old trifold wallet. I was so tired of it because it was so thick. This wallet uh-huh. with all of my stuff in it is the exact same thickness as my old wallet with nothing in it. So my wallet has literally halved in size and I feel so free then I feel so free. I need to get one of them. You do. You need to get one. Of them. This is a, this is a, this is a slim sponsored by sponsored by travel Ambo wallets. <laughs> you can find them on Amazon. We're really going down. Let them, let them know. Let them know who sent you. <laughs> Type in the code crunch to receive literally nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get, we need to get more sponsorships with wallet companies. That's where we're really going to start making our dough. Oh man! Um, so yeah, what you you said you said that you were gonna blast me because I, I failed. yeah. So I listened back to the Twenty Great Team podcast, and uh, it was just it was just funny. First of all, to listen back on like the things that we said and the things that we were wanting to do, and our you know bright eyed and bushy tailed, thinking that we were gonna conquer the world and here we are you know the end of the year just well <laughs> uh, a lot better than we were last year but not a lot as, better not as awesome sure. as we thought mm. i know i definitely haven't flossed as much as i thought i was yes yeah, so that's the first thing i was gonna say is the first thing you said was flossing that's <laughs> like highlighted and in bold in my notes it's like patrick said he was gonna floss and he was tired of going to the dentist and them roasting him so he was gonna do it and we were all hyped about it if did dentists, you actually floss if dentists met me once every other week i would be so much better at flossing but my insurance would go through the roof mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm <laughs> the other thing so it was also funny that i think i think we're gonna we should like take a look back and we should also do obviously a look forward um for 2019 20 19 20 19 just so funny sorry (laughs) 20 19 is gonna be the best year ever but looking back we split it up into three categories i don't remember this but we did health education and spiritual um and this year i think we should just do um human spiritual intellectual and apostolic because it's what's basically what we did but we just didn't use those terms we didn't use those words wait what because what are the categories again health education and spiritual <laughs> we're like trying to do <laughs> like trying to do what jp jp2 did with like out really knowing what without knowing on who he is anything or... <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know who he was it was, it was john paul ii okay what are the other what are the jp2 categories human spiritual intellectual and apostolic Okay, intellectual and apostolic. I'm writing them down. Okay, cool. You have time to think about it. Okay. The other thing that you said for health was that you were going to work out once a week with muscles and once a week with aerobic. Okay. Yes. Did you do those? Uh, mostly. Really? Yeah. Proud of you. I, I, not, not this semester because this semester was freaking insane. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but no, I, I uh, yeah, every, every week I pretty much had, I had a super flexible schedule, so I would like over the summer I'd wake up and I would I would go swimming and or I would I would lift weights and I'd go swimming. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Thank you. Good. Good on you. You get a you get a you get a uh, a satisfactory on health due to the lack of flossing. Little little ding noise for you. Ding. For education you wanted to read a book a week. How did that go for you? Nope. Nope. Did not do that. I read a lot of books. But the problem I I wanted to read a book a week like I've, I've wanted to do that for a while. I've wanted, I've wanted to do like 50 books in a year. 
Yeah. Right. And I'm, mm-hmm. I do, I do really well. And I log like four books a month on average for January, February, and then March hit mm-hmm. and it was midterms and it was stressful and like a lot of mm-hmm. stressful things happened in March. And then I kind of got knocked off and then I lost my list and I was, uh. I was reading a lot. I probably did end up reading almost 50 books this year, but I just haven't kept track of them. Yeah, that's that's the exact same thing you said last year is that January and February are great. And then March, you always fall off. So yeah. we'll check in in March this year because you obviously need the support around that time. Um, and you won't have finals this time. So you got no excuse. It's true. And then the uh, the only spiritual thing that you said was just your daily rosary. Um, daily rosary was really great for spring semester. Yeah. I prayed like three a day. I prayed like the full rosary every day. Mm-hmm. And so I think that makes up for all the times I missed in the second half of the year. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I guess that's fair. <laughs> it's not, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. The So for my health ones, it said uh, going to the rec, play basketball twice a week, which ah, I did. I mean, I didn't. I mean, we, we, uh, hmm, not I, uh, I did when I was at school in the spring, but in the fall as a missionary, I didn't really do that. Um, I started working out though, which is something that I didn't even include yes. on my, on my health thing. It's true. But I haven't worked out since I've been home. So, I mean, take it for what it is. Uh, <laughs> I also said I wanted to cook one meal for myself a week and saute meat. I did not saute any meat this year, unfortunately. At all? You, you, At you, all. Never saw, didn't, you, you didn't put meat in a pan and switch it around. <laughs> You never made like hamburger helper, no, sloppy joes, none of that. I never did. <laughs> That's like Somebody the simplest me, thing. I think I did that I eight know. times on accident. You know, so <laughs> I tripped and there was meat in the pan. Um, somebody asked me. I probably said this on the podcast. But somebody asked me, like, when the last time you cooked your own meal? And I had to think. I was like March, because <laughs> it's been it's been a long time. So, oh man. We'll we'll get into that in the human formation portion of the podcast, but yeah, <laughs> um, education was reading for fun, which I definitely did a lot more of this year. Um, and this, do you want to hear something funny? Yes. So <laughs> the thing that I wanted to grow in was learning how to work with men and lead them and disciple them, mm-hmm. which is like what I do for and a you living. You accidentally now. became a focus missionary. <laughs> I accidentally became a focus missionary. Isn't that funny? <laughs> uh, and then for spiritual, I was like super. Um, I guess audacious with my plan of like, like one chapter of the gospels per day, one Psalm every day, one chapter of the old Testament per day, liturgy, liturgy of the hours once a day, read one letter of the new Testament per week, and then memorize two verses every month. I did not do that. Yeah. That's I don't even a, think that's I did a lot that of stuff. That's a lot of stuff, but I was very big on the Bible and like yes. getting into it. So mm-hmm. That I mean, that has somewhat come to fruition, but just in a very different way than I thought it would a year ago. So that's where we were at at the end of the year last year. Also to note that we've been doing this podcast for two full years at this point, which is kind of crazy. That is kind of that's is, pretty crazy. This is our third end of December podcast. <laughs> oh, man. So looking ahead, what do you think? What do you want to do? How so, How can you make... 20 Grenadine. How can I make 20 Grenadine truly 20, 20 Grenadine? Yeah. Um, so apostolic, let's just start mm. with that one. 
for sure. Start youth ministry. Oh, I have to do that anyway, but I, I want to make yeah. it a little more specific than that. But I don't know how specific I can get because I haven't met any of these kids yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I started. I have like a good vision for the youth ministry that I've been working on, and so I want to kind of get that rolling. Like I want, I want my my youth ministry vision to be communicated clearly to the core team members. Mm -hmm. So I think my apostolic goal for the year is going to be to like create an intentional youth ministry. Okay. Yes. Can you, do you have any more, like, is that it? Is that all you want to say on that? Or I don't know. Do you have any questions? (laughs) I mean, I just don't know what to talk about. I mean, hmm, most good youth ministries are intentional. And I assume that you, Patrick, are going to do a good job at youth ministry. And so I just want to know what you mean by intentional youth ministry. Okay, so I, I, I've, I've been reading books. Like I talked about last week, I, was re- I, read, I read a book called uh, Purpose Driven Youth Ministry. And it kind of yeah. talks, talks about intentionality, but not explicitly. Mm-hmm. So any, any youth ministry that you start, it needs to be intentional, which just means having a mission that is both defined clearly and then communicated clearly. Mission driven, not budget driven. Mission driven, not budget driven. Also, um, missionary mode, not maintenance mode. Ooh, true. Yes. So that that's 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 what I want. I don't know what that. I don't exactly know how to what that looks like because I have I showed you the booklet thing, right? So I have this big booklet of not big. It's kind of it's tiny, but it's a it's, it's a booklet eleven of pages. It's eleven pages. Some of those pages are just like table of contents pages, but. I wrote, I know you made fun of me for stealing the focus pillars, but they're good. <laughs> um, authenticity, intimacy, and magnanimity. And like, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to use those words so much with the students more so with the core team, because I want them to have those words in mind. Mm-hmm. But I, I want, I want to make sure the core team knows that we're oh, okay here. If I get, if I could describe the youth ministry that I want to create is it's a community, not okay. so much just, I don't want to like overuse the word ministry or youth group or like program. Mm -hmm. I want the word that everyone thinks of when they think of going to any of our events to be community because absolutely that was what I loved the most about my youth ministry was the community that was created. And it's Mm -hmm. a community that's lasted too. Like when um, I was a freshman, when my friend Celia was a senior and she went to college and moved away. And then I went to college and then moved to turns out the same city over the summer. Um, she lives in Houston and g- happens to go to the same young adult group that's hosted at the house I was living at. I don't know no if I told way. you that. Yeah, it was, no, it, was it was the weirdest thing I was, I was sitting with, I was sitting with my host, uh, my host mom, Sarah, shout out Sarah. And I, I, I was like, I'm from Melbourne, Florida. She's like, you're from Melbourne, Florida. And I was like, yeah, you've heard of it. And she's like, yeah, do you know Celia? Oh, that that's I put her on blast right there. Docs, 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 docs. We we've made we made it a point to not dox people on the podcast, um, except for ourselves. Except for ourselves. <laughs> so yeah. she was like, "Do you know Celia?" And I was like, "Yeah, she was in my youth ministry. It was super crazy." And then so Celia came to youth ministry to youth to young adult group the next week and was like Patrick. And I was like, what's up? I live here. <laughs> so yeah, I got a beard I, now. I, I got a beard now. I'm graduating. And she's like, I feel old and et cetera, et cetera. But the, the community that my youth ministry created carried forward to the sense that it was like seeing a member of my family again, 
you know, it was, it yeah. was kind of nice because we had all these shared experiences, right? And it's like, oh, I remember Zach, LOL, or remember like, Kevin and Eric, et cetera. So all these people. Um, and I, and that, that's what I want to foster in my youth ministry. So I want to start a youth ministry focused on community building. That's what I want to do. Is that too broad? That's still? really good. No, 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 no. That's better for sure. I mean, not, not that it was bad before, but I have a better understanding of it now. Gotcha. So start um, a community focused youth ministry. I was, uh, I was reading soul of the apostle last, last night. Have you started that yet? I have not, but Phoebe bought me, okay. uh, forming intentional disciples for Christmas. So I'm going to read, read that one that. first. You need to read that too. Um, Forming Intentional Disciples is a very good primer for Soul of the Apostolate, I feel like. Yeah, I figured that. Um, I have read Christy Fidelis Lecce, and I assume that it's very similar in content. Isn't that like a, a an Italian dish that you can make? <laughs> Are we doing this bit again? No, I don't think Christy Fidelis Lecce is Italian. Uh, it's it's Latin. Um. <laughs> you gotta admit that Christy Fidelis Lecce sounds like something you would order at Olive Garden. Like... <laughs> Yes, I'll have, the, I'll have the tour of Italy with the fettuccine Alfredo, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> the chicken. Well, oh gosh, what's it called? Um, the chicken catatori and the uh, and yeah. the crispy fettuccine slice, please. Thank you. <laughs> Would you like that to be super salad, sir? Uh, I'll take the chicken gnocchi soup, please. <laughs> Can I have Can I have the crispy fettuccine slice with a side of evangelical gaudium, please? Thank you. <laughs> Oh man, man, that is a that is a niche joke. And then focus that, gets a like, hold of it. And very like, just tell me when you want to stop putting cheese on it. Yeah, <laughs> just, <laughs> just say when. <laughs> awesome, love it. Anyway, um, soul of the apostolate, right? I had a point yeah. about your point. Uh, <laughs> in the book, Dom Shatar talks about how Jesus did not send the apostles to Rome to learn how to conquer governments or run administrative things or to um, do all the things that Rome was, is considered good at build roads, that sort of thing. Um, He sent them to just go and be with people and tell them that they are loved um, by themselves and by God. Right. And then what Jesus did for them. And so I just, in thinking of like starting a, a ministry and I don't know if this is a temptation for you, but it's definitely a temptation for me. I think for a lot of apostolates and and other or parishes, those things is to default to kind of the wisdom of the world, right? The Rome of its day or the Rome of our day is, you know, American capitalism, you know, Mm. and how it consumes everything. It takes over everything and everything runs through it and everything leads to it and everything, all these things. Right. And it's really easy to take notes from the business world and from how, secular the secular world organizes things and does things and to create a truly intentional ministry we can't go that route right there might be some necessities that we have to do like as a church and as an organization and those are fine but we can't come from that place and i'm not saying that you're doing this but it's just something that you made me think of of like in my own apostolic work and my own apostolic formation to not default to what would this look like were I in a business? What would this look like? Were I in another organization? Yeah. How can I adopt these best practices of businesses, marketing and those sorts of things to like make my message known? Because it's really easy to be like, oh, I need to I market this better. I need to market that better. Advertising, all these things to get people to come to my events so that that way I can introduce them to Jesus. Oh, but yeah, hands down. If, 
if you look at, I was reading Acts today, if you look at Acts, right? They convert 5,000 people. How do they convert 5,000 people at the very beginning of Acts? Uh, Peter and John are walking into the temple and they heal a crippled man. And the crippled man gets up and tells everybody. And everybody's looking at these guys like, what the heck? Who are these guys? And then they all convert because they tell them about Jesus. They go up to one individual person. Mm-hmm. And they heal that one person, guy. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The way that the way and that I've like, set up the that doesn't make any sense business wise. That's all I'm saying. No, it doesn't Go make ahead. any sense. I the way the way I have it set up in in the handbook that I wrote is uh, and I, I and I think that this is important for me to communicate to the people on my team because a lot of them might have that idea of okay we're gonna do a big youth ministry kickoff where we invite all the kids and we say hey look here's bouncy castles and big slides and candy and a casting crowns concert and all this big stuff. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Come to our youth group, right? Hey guys, we've got 21 pilots and hot topic t-shirts. If you want to come on down (laughs) the point that the purpose driven youth ministry book makes, he's like, our, our church is down the street from Disneyland. We are not going to win by competing with Disneyland. So we're not going to try. We're just going to instead go one-on-one. And so there's, there's like five steps of involvement in my youth ministry. And, um, there's not like, this is, this is kind of taken from perfect purpose driven, but it's, uh, it doesn't really, it doesn't really start with the culture, but the culture is a part of it. And it's like a catch all for everyone mm-hmm. who's around. Then you mm-hmm. have the crowd and then you have the community, which it all centers on. Then there's the committed students and then there's the core students. So, yep. and it follows the same vein of Jesus's ministry, right? Mm-hmm. So he's born into the culture, right? And he, crowds gather around him he speaks to them and teaches them etc and then they become part of the community and they they're there for whatever reason they're there because he's healing people they're there because they like his teaching they're there because social status whatever then they become disciples and they're committed to his teaching and they're committed to growing and being discipled by him and then he has his apostles his close group of people that he sends to minister further right um Engaging the culture is not a program. The crowd programs are your regular youth night. The committed, the community programs are Bible studies. The uh, committed is just like helping them with prayer and what you would call discipleship in focus. And then the core students just help plan events and like, you know, pray and grow and, and help further the ministry. Right. But there's no, there's no quote unquote program to reach the culture because the culture needs to be reached by one-on-one evangelization that's done by our teenagers or if some some circumstance allows me. So there's there's that and that that's that's what I want to instill in the core team is like we're not going to put on big shows to bring people into the youth ministry. It's not like mm-hmm. we're not going to yeah, we're not going to build the crowd and then invite people to join the youth ministry. The crowd's just going to come. They're going to they're going to be there if we send our kids to go invite them. And then once the crowd comes, then we teach. Cause like that's every single, uh, I don't know if you saw my tweet at Christmas time. I was very uh, upset no. because was it the every, pageants? The pageants? The, no, the hymn, the hymn, the meditation hymn on. Oh yeah. The meditation was that, hymn that was a about? meditation on like Christmas and like how, how there's cookies in the oven and wonderful life on TV. No, no, that was, that's not what I'm about to talk about. <laughs> Um, gotcha. It's about how every year at Christmas time we hear the same homily 
about how the church is open every other Sunday too, <laughs> uh-huh. and um, how you can come back and next week, et cetera, et cetera. But every please time, come please come back. But when when the please. crowds gathered around Jesus, he didn't say, "Hey, you know, I preach. <laughs> I'm here all week. I'm here all week. Take like, you your can talk to me whenever spaced. you want." Yeah, he he would he would just teach them. In Matthew five one, in Matthew eight one, mm-hmm. it says when mm-hmm. in Matthew five one. When the crowds gathered, he went up the mountain, sat down, his disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. And so that's what you do to a crowd, is you teach Dang. them. Dang. Um, Dang, dude. You don't, you don't entertain them. You teach them. Oh, that's so good. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this i have a lot of thoughts you just you dropped a lot of bombs on me just now this is a new year's um, episode too we're not even supposed to be talking i know about this well right. this is that's uh, this is good i figured that this would happen do you remember how last week or two weeks ago um you know how that church can't compete with disneyland mm-hmm. i was talking about how we can't compete with mobamba Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that would made it into an episode or not. I don't really remember, but um I was watching all these live videos of Sheck West performing Mobamba and like seeing the video at LSU, right? I know the missionaries at LSU. And I was thinking about them when I was watching this of like the entire football stadium like singing the song Mobamba. And obviously very immoral song, not something that we should be jamming to. Um but it's, you know, it's part of the culture, right? As, as yeah. you're saying. And, and I'm thinking, I'm like, there's no way that like we can compete with that, right? Because regardless of like how true, good and beautiful, like our hymns are and our, maybe our praise and worship songs are whatever, but like, that's the culture. And that's, that's what is it is happening, right? Is this, this hot and happen track, you know, which yeah. is, and you can fill that in with any other number of songs. Ah, Millie by Little Wayne. Back in 2000, 10 years ago, it was all Millie, right? And now it's Mo Bamba. It doesn't really change. Um, and so then looking at me and the work that I do, right? Um, like youth ministry and college ministry are a little bit different because I get to do a lot more of the direct community work that you're talking about of the Bible studies and those things a lot quicker and a lot easier than you do. Yeah. Um, and so now thinking of like, okay, I can't really compete with this culture, what I need to do is have these one-on-one encounters. I am tired of focus Bible studies. Really? I hope I don't get fired for this. So (laughs) I don't think I will. So it's not that the Bible studies are bad. It's that they are pre-written. They're a series. They say, we're going to talk about this. And then we're going to talk about this. And then we're going to talk about this. And then this is the message you guys are going to get out of this study. Right which is not bad because some people desire that some people, you know, obviously it's, these are truths, you know, and they, they ought to be taught. Um, but also scripture is, is, is a mysterious thing, right? And different people can pull out many, many different things. And in theory, you should be leading a study in a way where people can pull out different things. But in a study that's set up like that, which is how a lot of the focus studies are, they're kind of built towards somebody who maybe is inexperienced at leading kind of a small group or leading discussion or or, yeah. or being open to kind of the 
the different conversations that can pop up. Um, and I don't want to say it restricts anything, but it, it, uh, limits in a, in a bit of a way. I think, so I think it fosters a beginner. I think it fosters a beginner with, I think, I think it, it fosters growth in a beginner is what I'm trying to say. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's good. I don't want to say that it's bad because it's not, but knowing my men that I lead and knowing myself and how, how the Lord is feeding me through scripture, I can't keep doing them. Even if the, the guys that I'm meeting, like, you know, oh, they, they're beginners to the crux Bible study would be perfect for them. Like, I don't want to do it because that's a program. Yeah. And if I want to make headway against this culture, right. And if I want to make headway in relationships and in truth and in things that will actually convert hearts, we can't do programs. A program is not going to take down Mobamba. No. That's, that's the thing that we got to understand in 20 grade 19. <laughs> and so that means it on the surface, it sounds like a lot more work. It sounds like I'm saying, oh, I'm going to prep all of my Bible studies and I'm going to do all this work and I'm not going to rely on the things that other people have done. That's not true. I just need to take what has been given and use it in a way that is a lot less structured, and a lot more open. So maybe I do take the passages that they give me, but we're not going to, I'm not going to have any questions prepared. I'm going to, we're going to read it or say, you know, what's, what's happening here. What are you guys yeah. thinking? Right. Not, not trying to get like, not trying to lead them in such a step-by-step thing. I don't know. I have lots of thoughts on this. Yeah, the mean, best you, Bible you studies need... I had all semester were, were Alexio Divina about the man with the withered hand. And like, that's, yeah. it was not structured or, or, or planned, but it was the best mm-hmm. conversation. And that's so more of, I want to do more of that in 20 grade 19. I think that I think that's profound because like what what I found the the whole structure thing that I have with like culture crowd community committed core forget about the core for mm-hmm. a second because not every not every student who's committed to Christ is supposed to be a youth uh, supposed to be on the leadership team so I I put that Correct. in there so that just because you're in does not mean you have to be all the way in so they start in the yeah. culture and they come to you the can be a disciple without helping logistically yeah exactly. So like the, you start in the culture and you come to be committed to Christ, right? And you can end your, you can end your journey there as long as you keep going, you know, um, mm-hmm. it starts, it starts with evangelization and then it ends with discipleship. Evangelization is not disciple is sorry. Evangelization is not discipleship, but discipleship is evangelization. And it yes. begins with one person. You evangelize one person at a time. You bring them into the crowd, to the community, to the committed, where they again become, it's not a program, it's one-on-one, which is hard to do in youth ministry as an adult leader, but I want to, I hope to foster this idea of discipleship in my teens so they will disciple each other. Um, it's kind of a stretch, but I think it can be done because I know that there were, oh, I know it there can, were, it can be. Yeah. high schoolers are awesome. They're There's so a lot smart. of awesome high schoolers. They're 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 smart. Eventually, they become mature. You know, they're ready to they're ready to be treated as adults. You know, and one of the one of the things that this this uh, this book had made a point is like, stop saying that young people are the future of the church. Stop saying it. They are the church. They are the church. It's not true. They're not the future of the church. They are the church. Let them be the church. Let them let them minister to each other. Let them evangelize. Let them worship like adults because they're adults. No, they, they don't even have to be adults. The word let them let them worship like teens because they're people. You know, it's it's their their souls, and they exactly. can they can if Stop they can receive the sacraments, they're a part of the church. Exactly. Once they're like me, then they can be a part of the church. You know, once they <laughs> thanks that's, Raymond. But Arroyo. that's a right. That's a, ooh, <laughs> that's a, that's a problem that 
we have with anybody who's different than us though is like i need to get this guy to pray like me and once he's praying like me then he'll be a disciple and he'll be right? a disciple yeah exactly once and that and that can that can take shape in so many ways that can that's i mean when you talk about like um a lot of the the church in america struggles with reaching out to minority groups right or uh, non-white groups right yeah groups that are black mexican um even even though the 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 hispanic population is is such a large portion of the church the institutional church doesn't have a lot for them yeah right you know what's crazy at because every gas it's, station it's, in let's Texas, make these buy votive candles of the blessed virgin mary really <laughs> yeah oh yeah it's hilarious That's kind of fun. it's awesome <laughs> It's like we're saying we're taking this church. We're saying, okay, once we get this group of people to pray like us, the white people, then all the white adults, you know, then then the church will be good again. Or worse, you have white churches trying to be cultural. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This is not supposed to be like a a hot take on cultural differences, but no, it's not. (laughs) um, There is that tendency of us to say, you know, we got to make him pray like us. When in reality, like we need to give them jesus and allow jesus to transform them it's not our job to transform them yeah yep yes retweet do you have anything else on apostolic i mean we've got some other categories we could look at if you wanted to for <laughs> 20 20 or 19 i mean i'm just gonna i'm just gonna cut and paste my intellectual goal i'm gonna do 50 books and my my addition to this goal is going to be make a log that i'm going to put on my wall i'm gonna cut down a tree make a log <laughs> that's what i was about it. to say like you're gonna get a big old log and put it in your room <laughs> i'm gonna make like a, i'm gonna make a book log where it has uh-huh. january february march april you're gonna carve the log every day until a surfboard comes out <laughs> just just like the ride it in the in the big z memorial surfing competition uh, again <laughs> alongside tank and chicken joe <laughs> is your phone background still chicken joe no i changed it <laughs> okay good <laughs> it's time it's time you become an, when i when i was a child i did childish things when i became a man when i, I was away, a child my I chicken joe loved, when i was a child i freaking loved chicken joe and when i was adult i still love chicken joe because <laughs> jesus said let the children come to me, which is actually a mistranslation. It says, when did, well, let the chicken come to me. That's what actually he said. And so <laughs> I he was talking about that. both Chicken Joe and Hey Hey from Moana. Well, who are essentially the same character. Hey Hey is Chicken Joe, but <laughs> advanced but even, in age. Even dumber, even dumber somehow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, no reason why, there's no reason why, why the DreamWorks hit animation classic surfs up can't happen in the same universe as Disney's Moana. It's, it's not it's not DreamWorks. It's Big Sky Animation. Read a freaking book, Patrick, Blue and Sky then animation? log it Sorry. on your wall. No, Big Sky. Big Sky? Big Sky? It's Blue Sky. The, guy, the guys that made robots, other hits such as robots. Blue Sky. Sorry, it is, it is Blue, Sky. Blue Sky. I've been misquoting that all my whole life. Uh, anyway, so you're going to have a book log. Yes, going to have a book log cool what's your intellectual goal oh man to get smart um the movie starring uh, anyway um (laughs) stupid i'm done i'm over it i the last year i wanted to read more and i did that i did that this year i read a lot more than i have in in uh, every other year um at least since i've graduated eighth grade like i've read i read a lot this year um I want to continue doing that and I want to continue on my on my fiction game because I think my fiction game right now is weak and it can take a lot of improvement. Um, 
like I said last week, Red Dune got the sequel. I've got a whole like series of science fiction books that um like were just here in the basement. Nobody was nobody even knew they were here. I mean, my dad knew they were here, but <laughs> don't really think about them very often. So I'm gonna take them to, to Tulsa with me and read through them and uh just be more willing to to spend my free time reading fiction. So that's like one way that I can grow intellectually. Another way is um obviously reading more about the church. I have so many books about the church that I just have to read. And like the reading plan for focus helps a little bit, but I don't do a super good job at it. I think the more and more that I cut back on social media, YouTube, those sorts of things, I think I'm going to do Exodus 90 again this year. So I'm going to have a lot of time on my hands. I'm planning on doing Uh, Exodus 92. When are you doing it? uh, It'll end on Easter. So whenever 90 days before Easter is. That is January 22nd, my friend. So I'll be doing it. I don't know if we can do it together. We have, you have to do it with like an in, in person group, right? We, we can do it simultaneously, but we can't be doing it together. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't really have a number of books that I want to read. I think I'm going to do 50 books and half of them need to be fiction books. Gosh, that's so... I don't even know where to find fiction books anymore. I felt like when I was a kid, it was just like, go to the library and then your librarian would know what you wanted and then she would be like, you should read this. And then I'd be like, oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm so young and full of wonder. <laughs> I've got big red, red ruby cheeks. Um, <laughs> and more freckles somehow. Yeah. What so, are your spiritual the, goals I, for 2019? Oh, wait, are you done? Oh, no, no, you're good. You're good. Go ahead. What are your spiritual goals for 2019? 2019 spiritual goals uh, include, but not limited to... Pray more. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. I, I, think, I think I've grown a lot spiritually this year. And so it's really hard to say, like... Because everything that I, I need to work on, I kind of am aware of spiritually. Um, cause I do, I mean, it's, it's really easy for me because I have a team every day, um, and a team that holds me accountable when I'm on campus, when I'm off campus, it's a bit more difficult, but I've, I've done the best that I've ever done. Um, and I'll, since I've started praying regularly, you know, this, this break being on my own yeah. and I don't think it's about, it's, it's not about doing more things. Like I don't want to market in, like I need to read, you know, from this book of the Bible and from that book of the Bible and do this, this rosary at this time and do this liturgy of the hours. And, you know, um, there are certain things that are good measures of a healthy spiritual life, such as like a morning offering and the nightly examination of conscience. Um, and so those two things are the things that I would probably need to solidify more on. Um, and then honestly, it's just, it's going deeper and deeper in prayer and trusting Jesus more and more with more of my life and more of myself and allowing it to just infect everything else that I do. I think that's the big, the big thing, because it's still kind of easy to say, oh, I've done my hour of prayer. I can go continue to be Ethan now, (laughs) which is not, it's not prayer. And I think the more that you, uh, satiate your life with scripture, the more that you, um, read these things and pray with these things and talk about these things and, and kind of live in that way. That I think that's the goal. I, I think spiritual goals are just hard to make because they you are. don't know where God's going to lead you. And so you shouldn't exactly. try to make spiritual goals, so to speak. Like your spiritual goals yeah. shouldn't look the same as your other goals. 
Mm-hmm. Like if you're but if you're like if you're budging, mm-hmm. you have a financial goal. You're like I want to save three hundred dollars by the end of this month. That's a that's a measurable yeah. goal, but you can't measure. I mean, if you're not if you're not if you're if you're like not going to mass, your spiritual goal should be go to mass. You yeah, know? like there <laughs> there's some basic things that we should all do that are universally regarded as good for the spiritual life, such yeah. as praying every day and going to mass on Sundays and doing a regular examination of conscience. Like those things are good but beyond that it's like what because it is very possible that i open up my bible tomorrow and the lord says i want you to stay on this chapter for a month you know and it's like okay i guess i'm going to stay on this chapter for a month like what else can you do yeah because when when you say i want to read a chapter of the gospel every day you're kind of treating scripture reading as an intellectual goal not a spiritual one yeah yeah, because you're saying fine, I want to. Yeah, it is fine. You can you can read as much scripture as you want. No one's going to stop you. But you mm-hmm. you just just know that that scripture is uh, is a jungle, and you might get stopped by something very important. You might need to take care of. <laughs> I, the scripture is like Jumanji. You might get sucked in, and the only way you can get out is is by taking the crystal to the jaguar and yelling Jumanji. <laughs> I was going to go with the original and say being saved by a young boy and girl, but. We can do the sequel too. That's and fine. Nick Jonas. Yeah. Anyway, Man, that movie was good. That was such a good movie. When Nick Jonas showed up, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best movie ever. Did you say your spiritual goals? You just, you didn't really say any. No, I said, I, any... I said, I want to, I want to make and keep a prayer structure. So like, I, I want, I want okay. to do like, Did a, I miss a... that? no, you didn't miss it. I just, I just kind of wrote uh, it down and I was like, I'll say this later. Uh, so uh, prayer structures in like a door's rule of life has, uh, outward and inward disciplines as well as community disciplines. And there's two disciplines in the morning, two disciplines at night. So one is, um, give God your first thought and, um, don't lay in bed after rising. So that's going to be my, that's going to be my morning spiritual goal. And then my nighttime spiritual Mm -hmm. goal is examine yourself daily and go to bed in good time. I love that. Those are, those are both really, really solid. Yep. A lot of things flow from how we get up and how we go to bed. Absolutely. It defines, it defines how you live your, how you live. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you're staying up all night, checking texts and, you know, watching videos or scrolling through things like late at night and then you go to bed and then you wake up and you do the exact same thing. What do you think your day is going to be centered on? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's good. I love it. What are your human that goals? kind of I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, that rolls into our human goals in a way. Um, so this is something that I, I brought up last week and I've, something I've thought more about is the way so I don't so this is funny because it kind of is like playing into the what we talked about with apostolic of like not letting programs dictate our evangelization, right? And not letting the 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 wise or the wisdom of the world dictate how we evangelize. And while that's true, um, I also think that the wisdom of the world can help me manage my life so that I can evangelize in the way that Jesus is calling me to evangelize. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? So scheduling. Um, there are some one. practices out there that aren't, aren't Catholic or Christian ways to schedule your life, but uh, are very helpful, right? Um, if I if I become a slave to my schedule, then all of a sudden I have a lot of freedom to do everything else Mm. right which sounds weird it's like why would you want to schedule yourself especially as a missionary you got to be free and it's like if i scheduled times to be free then i am free yeah exactly (laughs) 
And that way, it's it, what does it result in? Discipline, which is, is huge. It's key. The rules for scheduling are the same as the rules for budgeting. Mm-hmm. For five minutes or an hour, however long you need, you are in charge of your budget. You're in charge of your schedule. Then after you are done, your budget is in charge of you. Yep. And your schedule is in charge of you. And I mean, it, it, there, is, there are some like... I got really good at scheduling over the summer. I had a, I had a uh, Excel spreadsheet that I would do, and I did this throughout the year as well. And it would end up getting moved. But what I would do is I would, I would print it out on Sunday when I would schedule, and then I would have that in front of me, and I would edit it as I went throughout my week on, um, on my computer, and I would have a side-by-side comparison. What did I want to do? What did I actually do? And then if I, all my purple things were prayer, and so if there was a lot of purple on my schedule, original schedule, and not a lot of purple on my on my uh, actual schedule, I would feel bad. <laughs> and so that that um, emotion made me not want to feel bad anymore. So I kept to my mm-hmm. schedule more. <laughs> I was really good at scheduling for like two weeks in late October. <laughs> but since then it's not been it's not been good um and so this plays in with we talked about it last week of the of managing social media managing the podcast managing email right yeah this is something i've been thinking about right is if i there's there's kind of two ways to go about it right if i'm if i'm going to be alive for only a certain amount of time um, some people is, but it's, it's easy to say, but like, oh, then just do nothing. Like, it doesn't really matter because you're going to die. And like, the podcast is like, whatever. It doesn't really matter. You know, you should focus more on personal prayer and not waste all of your time doing this podcast and keeping up with it and those sorts of things. Like, you can just do it and then leave the Patreon alone, leave the Facebook alone, leave the Twitter alone. Like, you can, which is kind of what I've been doing, right? It's the temptation to just say, you know, it doesn't really matter. As long as I do the podcast, I'm good. Yeah. Right. But the more I think about it, the more I pray about it, it's like God doesn't want me just to do this in a half half measure. Half baked right? way. Yeah. Half baked. Um <laughs> God God gave us gifts and he gave us ability to do things. So it's like I, I could be excellent at the way that I manage social media podcast scheduling for all of these things, right? Um, I just don't because I don't have to quote unquote. So that's something that would be one of my human goals is to be excellent at scheduling and excellent at how I manage uh, social media as it relates to this podcast. Awesome. Which I don't know necessarily how exactly that looks yet, but I have some ideas and we'll talk about them and it'll, all it will do is benefit everybody. Like yeah, the only the thing, thing it's going to do is be great. Right. Is, is going to be good. So, yeah, because I want I, I want know. to be there for our we we have no way of talking to our patrons or people that follow us on Twitter without Twitter and Patreon. Exactly. So, like we we need to do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to just correspond via carrier pigeon. <laughs> Dearest Andrew, shout out Andrew <laughs> <laughs> and Ben, shout out Ben. Um, yeah. So my my human one of my human goals is um more physical activity that's not working out so like my my sacraments professor told me that like he's like what what's what's more effective he was using this as an analogy for the cross actually um Mm -hmm. what's more effective if my goal is to be more athletic so i can spend time with my kids what's a better way of going about it working out at the gym an hour away from my kids or playing soccer with them every night 
definitely soccer because it will foster the relationship. It'll it'll achieve the goal as you're going along to the goal, right? So you can be like, oh, I'll, I'd love to spend time with my kids, but they all love playing sports, so I just got to get really jacked first. Then I can spend time with my kids. I And I was like thinking about that. I was like, huh, that's true. That's kind of what I'm doing because I a, a while ago, Gomer talked about how he wants to be able to wrestle his son when, he's 18, when his son turns 18 and yeah. win and i was like yeah i, I want to do that too but i don't have any kids so i'm just gonna get really jacked now you have me <laughs> but i can't wrestle you now ethan you're too far away oh, silly that's true one six days <laughs> it's true and so i want to do more physical activity that's not working out so i can develop specific skills so phoebe really likes hiking i want to start hiking more um we really enjoy like dancing and I oh. want to learn, I want to learn how to, I want to play volleyball more because I really like playing Ooh. sand volleyball. So yeah, I want to, I want to do more of the athletic sport activities nice. that I usually do. Nice. I was, I in the best shape of my life was, uh, this, the summer before my junior year of college, I was like working out so much with Nick, like he and I would go to the gym twice a day <laughs> because he was, he was, he was conditioning for football and I was just along for the ride. Right. Mm-hmm. And then during RA training, we played volleyball every day. And so I was just running all over the place and my shirts looked so good on me. And I was like, yeah, I'm so jacked. Like, let's go. And I was <clears throat> athletic and all the stuff. And now I, I'm, I'm here and I'm like, I'm not as good as that. And I want to do that again. So nice. yeah, non gym related physical activity. That's really good. Yeah. I've, I guess I kind of left out all the working out stuff because it's been kind of like a, a thing that I've been doing. It's the same idea. It's like I could work out by myself or I could work out with my students. Yeah. It's you know, better with, to do the second thing. <laughs> I, I don't go to the gym alone for two reasons because one, it would be a waste of time if I could go with students and two, I don't know what to do when I'm there by myself. <laughs> scary in there. There's lots of metal and people. Let's work together. Let's work out together at seek 2019. Hashtag. Seek when do you partner. think we're going to have time to work out at seek in the middle of the night with father, Mike Schmitz. All right, Father Mike we're, Schmitz, if you're let's, listening, let's both wear our want. our matching our matching crunch T-shirts. <laughs> Mine don't fit me anymore. Really? They must have shrunk or so something. Yeah. You have extras? No, I gave them all to Phoebes. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I've got people that could that would wear them. That's good. All right, I'll see what I can do. Oh man, this is going to be a good year. I think this is a lot more of a realistic conversation about the future than it was last year. And just a lot more realistic in general, of like what do we actually want to put into practice? What have we learned this year? You know, like I think you can really just from listening back to last year's episode and then talking to you now, it's like, I think we've really learned a lot. Even if we didn't do all of our resolutions, like we've, we've, we've gone places, you know, isn't things have happened. Isn't the real resolution the friends we made along the way? <laughs> ah, good stuff. Yeah. Hmm. So Seek, are you pumped? Oh, I'm so excited. All right, what are we talking about at Seek? I think I think we should do like a 10 minute topics situation, but not and call do it that, like catching foxes, but not only doing that, but but not call it that. We should do. Um, Hmm. If I can't steal from focus, you can't steal from catching foxes, okay? It's basically the same thing. That's fine. We'll come up with a clever name for it, but we'll do... I think we should do a bit on um, like how to bring the conference home with you, right? How mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. 
how to continue living in this way, in this radical way when you come home. We should talk about suffering because um, I got an email asking me to talk about suffering there. Um, we should talk about those are my two ideas. So <laughs> I will probably <laughs> I will probably have more ideas. We should talk about the complementarity of men and women. Of men and women, yeah. yeah. Evangelization. <laughs> I love that the complementarity of men and women is on the Catholic card game because someone played it the other day and I was like, hey, wait a second. Oh wait, that is my card. <laughs> it's a meme. <laughs> Oh, man. Your thesis and also life's work has been made into a meme. <laughs> how does that feel? Um, it's exactly how I thought it was going to go. Thank you. Pretty good. Um, I don't know. I think we could do. We also have the opportunity, I believe, to do like listener questions. So we can do. Uh, I want to open the floor for that, but I don't want to plan for it because it's very possible no one's going to come. I'm just kidding. That's not true. Right. We could definitely. I think. I think people will come and no, I think it'd be never. very nice to, to ask questions. What this is the question, right? Is like, what would people be able to get from us that they wouldn't be able to get from the speakers, the speakers. That's yeah. the question. Right. And I think for us, it's the boots on the ground. Like we've, we've Grassroots lived it. We've movement. done it. We, we were at seek last year. I was we depressed the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think we can provide a, just a lot of, yeah. Like we're the same age as you. We know exactly what you're going through. We also grew up in conference things, and a lot uh-huh. of the speakers did not. They kind of conferences like this weren't really a thing as mm-hmm. widespread. So, like we we so kind I of think, understand the culture better. Mm-hmm. What I'm so saying, you just is, have to be honest. What? Go ahead. Patrick and Ethan host Seek 2021. Okay, <laughs> we just have to be honest with who we are and where we've been. I think we can tell a lot of stories about us because not everybody there will know who we are. Yeah, we so got to make sure we introduce ourselves. I think we can tell stories about how we, like a little bit of testimonial, like how we ended up where we are, why we're there. Um, because what is it that changes people? It's stories, you know, like we won't be able to have like a quippy, but also you got to think like when the crowds come, what do you do? You teach them. You teach. I don't know what to teach them, but we can definitely, uh, just tell them what we what, what's happened to us and yeah i don't know because that's the one thing that we have that other people don't is youth and real life daily exposure to uh youth culture and the college world it's true we are the so youngest boy on the block that's what that's where we have to come from <laughs> that's good i guess yeah i don't know i don't know email us if you have any ideas Ethan at the Crunch Chess.com, Patrick at the Crunch Follow us on Twitter at Catholic Pat at Ethan Stevie. Sorry, Apropos. <laughs> How could you forget? How could you forget? Yeah, I guess the next time I'll see you will be in Indianapolis. Oh, dude, I'm so excited. How's about that? I'm going to a wedding this weekend. That's going to be a fun time. My roommate from college last year is getting married. So it's going to be a nice little reunion of all of the the K-State folks. So I'm pretty excited about that. So at the, at the, at the live show, you will be able to still be able to say, Oh, so last weekend I was at a party and I was at a party. Yeah. That's exactly what's going to exactly happen. Exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Pray that something crazy goes down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, this is good. I'm excited to see you. I hope 
that your 20 Grenitine is Grenine. Yours as well. To you, we wish you Thank and you. yours. We wish you and you, Patrick, and all the listeners to have a Grenine 20 Grenitine. It's going to be Grenine. It's going to be Grenine. Um, Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Don't be mean in 20 Grenitine. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you at Seek 20 Grenitine. 20 Grenitine. <laughs>